Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? Happy Friday. It's your boy, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, December 10th. A fun Thursday night football game, huh? We're following that up with a great podcast today. Got some really strong best bets. Got you all started last night. I told you. I told you the Vikings were going to deliver. And they held on. 29 nothing lead and they nearly blow it. But at any rate, we got a great podcast today. A lot of best bets on the NFL at the end of the podcast. And we have a special guest today. He is one of the few men that can claim to have worked with Belichick and Saban on that legendary Cleveland Browns coaching staff. His name is Chris Landry. He's got a website, Landry Football. You got to check it out. A uh, little old school NFL voice. Uh, he's, he's seen some battles, been in some trenches. A good quarterback analysis. I think you guys will enjoy the conversation today with Mr. Landry. But before we get to that and the bets, holy hell. I mean, the Vikings never make it easy, do they? Ever. Never, ever. This is like the story of their season. Every game except one has been a one-score game. You just you don't see this often. 29-0 lead. You're up 29-0 in the third quarter. And all of a sudden, a full-on meltdown. There's a typical interception. There is, I don't know what they're doing defensively. Uh, special teams has been a disaster for the Vikings. They had a missed field goal, a missed extra point. I mean, they let Pittsburgh, who had, I mean, they had nothing going on in the first half. Pittsburgh ended up with 458. I'm sorry, sorry. Pittsburgh ended up with 375 yards, 5.4 yards per play. And that's doing nothing for two and a half quarters. A, a, a hardcore rally. And they nearly pull it out. The tight end, Friermouth, who I have in fantasy. He already scored, so I did not want this one because I bet on the game. Told you guys about it last night. Has the ball hit him in the hands in the end zone. And he gets jarred loose on a great hit by one of the defensive backs. And just a big exhale. Because listen, when you're up 29 nothing. Maybe you're like me and you've already spent that money on Christmas presents. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I felt confident about the Vikings. They look great. As expected, Tomlin's group unprepared. They're not used to Thursday night football. Uh, short week after the rivalry game and they came out doing nothing. I mean, I think they had 50 yards of offense in the first half. But 
the Vikings, this is what they do. Uh, they let teams back in the game. Two picks by Cousins, 11 penalties. Mike Zimmer's team is just not buttoned up. I will say, welcome back, Dalvin Cook. I'm in a, ga- uh, a playoff, uh, sorry, a fantasy league where to get to the playoffs, I need a win this week. A win and I'm in. And $500 entry fee for the league, so I kind of care about this one. Dalvin Cook, 35 points. Friar Mouth, uh, Moose, Friar Moose, Mouth, whatever. Touchdown. Um, he, he got me some points. And luckily, I'm facing Jonathan Taylor, who's on a bye week. So I was texting my buddy who I'm facing. Uh, he has Calvin Ridley. He has Jonathan Taylor, both on their buys. Tua, who has been well for him. He's also on a buy, but you don't care about my fantasy team. And I've got to face C.D. Lamb against Washington. You will hear about C.D. Lamb later in the best bet. Um, but uh, really nice win for the Vikings. Listen, I know some people uh, were chirping at me. Are you watching the Lakers? What the hell's wrong with the Lakers? You were defending them, blah, blah, blah. It's sending me all these messages. I'm like, I did bet on the Lakers on Thursday night. I look at the score in the first quarter, and they're rolling. And you're like, Chris, Grizzlies on a back-to-back, no John Moran. All right, Lakers should be fine. <laughs> and Lakers went to sleep, and they got their butts kicked. And then, you know, it was the usual late-night shenanigans by the Laker fans online. Anthony Davis stinks. Uh, what is the GM going to do? Are we getting rid of the coach? And I got, I'm like, I'm just going to direct you guys to this week's podcast on the Lakers. There are going to be ups and downs. They're not out of the woods yet. This is still a team figuring it the hell out. Russell Westbrook plays a lot of minutes, takes nine shots, has like seven turnovers. Like, listen, these are the ups and downs of the Lakers. Uh, I would give them 40, I don't know, 40 games to figure it out, half a season. Sometimes it takes longer. And really, you know the NFL is similar to the NBA. Whoever's hottest at the end in the NFL is the team you want to back heading into the Super Bowl. Chiefs are getting hot. Patriots are hot. Packers, hot. Bucks, gonna get hot. Like, those are the teams you want to look at. Arizona's been great. Eh. Buffalo was great earlier. They were the best team in the league after they beat the Chiefs. You remember that? Whoever gets hot late, that's who you want to back. So I'm not worried about the Lakers. Stop sending me messages about Anthony Davis stinks. I don't want to hear it. It's December. You think these guys care? They won a title two years ago. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest, Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. If 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, a big football guy for a football Friday. Chris Landry runs and operates LandryFootball.com. You know, he's a coach scout at admin he's worked at all three levels and uh i saw it in your bio chris <laughs> you work with the cleveland browns how was that experience <laughs> yeah with the it was great the staff obviously with um working side by side with nick saban and bill belichick yeah. the, the two greatest of uh of all time but we had a lot of great coaches there on the staff and um got uh you know uh, not only worked in coaching but got into personnel which I had been involved in as a college coach, as a recruiting coordinator. So it was a great experience and, um, you know, went on to run the scouting combine after that and then off to Houston to run their scouting department. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the time with Bill, um, you know, I, I, you know, it's made an immense uh, impact on my career. And still to this day, we do a lot, do a lot of consulting work with a lot of teams and, Bill certainly someone that um, is just uh, he's uh, every bit as good, probably better than most people realize, which is saying a lot. Yeah, I thought we'd start there because, you know, when you get to work with Saban and Belichick uh, as they're on the rise, you know, you're getting like a master's education in football. Uh, but how did that job come about? How did you what, you know, was there a lengthy interview process? And then what was it like working alongside? Them? Yeah, I was a college coach at LSU. Um there is, in most cases, uh, word of mouth in the coaching profession. Um, the late Ray Perkins, who was the guy that replaced Bear Bryant at Alabama, um, uh, I knew fairly well, but I even knew um, someone that, that Ray knew even better, a mutual friend, John Mitchell, who's actually the first back black player to ever play at Alabama. Um, and he ended up getting this and the staff Cleveland and name came up and went in an interview and yeah, it was a long, long, arduous process in an interview with the, with Saban, uh, where he tries to wear you out a little bit on the board. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, like most people, um, it's funny because later years, um, there are a number of great hires that he hired, but one of them was one of the best coaches we've had in college football. One of the most longest tenured is Kurt Ferens of Iowa. Mm. And uh, Kurt came in for an interview um, with Bill and he left and he was just had this look on his face that I recognized because it was the look I had on my face. So I, I went with him and I actually st- went to the hotel and visited with him because he was down. He just thought he blew the interview. <laughs> I said, look, I said, uh, don't give up. I said, I felt the same way. I left the interview, went to the hotel got on my flight the next morning, went back to LSU. And back then we didn't have cell phones yeah. or anything like that. And so I, I get back, you know, I can remember it like it was yesterday, getting to the airport, driving back to my office in the state and tiger stadium at LSU, getting into my office. And I wasn't there 10 minutes. I mean, I was just there looking over my, you know, my messages and just, trying to, you know, all right. What, and then they got the phone call that I got in the job when I had, you know, uh, 
clearly thought that, you know, because it was so difficult, it was so, you know, I don't want to say unfriendly, but so businesslike. There was not a whole lot there that led you to believe that there were signs of encouragement. So I told the same thing to Kurt. I said, keep your chin up. And uh, he did. He got the job as well. So you just <laughs> never know. So I, I'm curious, uh, set the stage. You're what, in your mid-20s here? Uh, Bill Belichick, it calls you into the interview. It's just a one-on-one, I'm assuming. Did he have other staff there? And, and was it just a grilling? Or was it more, hey, I'm going to explain a concept to you. Do you understand it? Or what was it like? No, he was... He was in the fact-finding mission. I couldn't understand why he wanted to know everything that we were running at LSU, every way that we evaluated players at LSU. What would I do different if I had complete total control? Why I did this? He uh, had us evaluate players. Um, so literally before meeting with them, we had uh, players that we needed to evaluate. Um, I, I, I want I, Not important to who they were, but it was a – a defensive player at Tulsa and an offensive player at Texas A&M. And I was to, you know, go in, look at the player, write a report and then talk about it because I was going to be involved a big part in player personnel, which is kind of what my main focus on the job is going to be. So yeah, he was there. It was, it was so long. People were in and out a couple other coaches, but it was Dominique who's since passed away. who was, uh, longtime scouting director um, and coach himself. Um, yeah, there were a couple. There were a couple of uh, pers- a couple of executives in the meeting, but it was so darn long. Um, <laughs> there were people getting in and out of there. I was the only one looking for a bathroom break or a water break. <laughs> so we're talking multiple hours here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hungry and t- but one of the things I I kind of figured out is in a level that the job that I was going to have. I think it was a little bit of a test mm. as I've come to know Bill that, okay, you're hungry, you're tired. How well are you going to think? Cause he was not a huge staff guy, like a lot of people. And so you're going to break down tape. You're going to do those things. Uh, you're going to have to work long and hard hours, which I had been used to, but he was trying to test that. And probably the mm. biggest thing. Um, in fact, um, as it turned out, it wasn't, I guess, real specific, but, I guess it went well because not only I got job, but I, when I got in, it was a little strange because I ended up getting a different job than the one I interviewed for, oh. meaning it was kind of a, a, a step up. And but it was, you know, the titles doesn't matter, but but it was more responsibility, and um, so you know it worked well. I guess he thought that that. Um, I could help, but it was, it was like a doctorate level, um, education in the football. How does he look at tape? I mean, I, I learned how to watch tape while on an exercise bike or you're <laughs> tired and you're, you know, you, again, you're, you're focused. It seems easy, but you know, you're tired and you know, if you obviously all of us have been on an exercise bike and you may read and stuff, but you know, at least for me, it's kind of hard because it's, you know, you, you, you can't put glasses on the sweats going. So you're looking and, you, and, and then I learned multitasking, um, uh, a lot of different things that, uh, he was very, very detailed oriented is detailed oriented. Um, it's why he's so unique in the way he does it, mm-hmm. how he, um, pays attention to details, to the nth degree, to things that you wouldn't think that other people would focus on. I don't think that people realize that how much, uh, if you work for him, how much work you need to do in research on a player, say in the draft process, for example, going back to their high school level. Wow. And what was their GPA in high school? How good of a student? Um, you know, what classes did they take in college? Uh, reading comprehension. And the reason is he wants smart players because if he's going to, adjust and modify his scheme week to week, that player has to have the ability to learn, learn quickly and adjust in addition to athletic ability. And the other thing that I learned a lot, and and I got to tell you, you know, because he's going to go down as the greatest college football of all time, Nick Saban to see him grow and learn when, when Nick was there, (laughs) Nick was, kind of like a lot of coaches 
<clears throat> we used to, we used to call it, uh, we used to, our nickname for him was sunshine. Cause he's always grumpy. And so <laughs> he, he never liked any player, Me- meaning it was, a, well, this guy couldn't do that. This guy couldn't do that. And, and it's, I went, Nick and I went on a road trip for about three weeks looking at every defensive back in the spring that you could possibly imagine getting prepared for the draft. And one of the things was he had to learn and Bill thought it's not what a player can't do, but what he can do. Everybody has issues. And so when you're at Arizona and you're looking at a 253 pound nose guard and most people, which most people in the league said, what the hell am I going to do with the 253 pound nose (laughs) guard? Well, the answer is Teddy Bruschi might be able to play another position. Mm. And, and he did and, and working him out and understanding that he could do things with them. That was the intent of getting to know um, a bunch of uh, different things. We were at a workout. I don't know if you remember Dale Carter, Dale Carter was a great player in the, in the, in the long, he came out of America's Georgia. And I actually recruited Dale when I was at LSU, went to, to, to Georgia, went to Ellsworth junior college in Iowa. Um, he goes to Tennessee, uh, excuse me. He was from Georgia, went to Tennessee. So Nick and I were working him out and the head coach at the time was Johnny majors mm. and Dale Carter, um, in the workout in punt catching drills, um, cursed out Johnny majors. Wow. And Nick just, he says, I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving. And I said, well, you go ahead. I, I had the keys to the car. I said, you can go, but my ass is stand. <laughs> I'm not telling Bill Belichick that I left. Well, I went, we went back to the meeting and when we got into that meeting and we went over it and I went over everything that happened and all the details and all the details of the workout and what was good, what was bad. The whole day I said, and he turned to Nick and he found out that Nick left. Uh-oh. Mm. So it was a lesson to everybody. You just are very, 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 very thorough. So, yeah. And, and, you know, it's great because when Nick, you know, got, got into college, well, got back into college, went to Michigan state and yeah, uh, LSU's my alma mater and I worked hard to get him over at LSU. He, he took the same concept of critical factors of how to evaluate players. So yeah, I just, uh, learning, learning and being with, with those guys, as well as many others is, uh, was a great learning experience. Wow. Um, it's funny. I opened after Monday night football Patriots bills. I opened the pod saying it's crazy. Uh, Belichick and Brady were together for two decades, wrecked the NFL. And then they separated. Brady goes to Tampa super bowl. And right now I think they have the best odds to win the super bowl again. And Oh, Belichick is atop the AFC with a rookie quarterback. Uh, I, I don't know. Let, I don't, I don't know what to say here, Landry. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, do, what do they have over the league that nobody else gets? What is it? Well, you know, they're two different stories. Brady, um, Brady is a phenomenon in and of himself. And he's used that, holds a grudge against the entire league. Mm. And, and, and it's great. But I, I went back and I did an exercise several years ago. I went back because obviously um, – I graded him and wrote him up the scouting port when he came out. So I went back and I said, what, what, what did I miss? Cause I always do that great scout scouting the scouts. And I went back and looked at the same tape and I looked at, obviously you can't go back and physically go back and see the practices, but I right. went back over my practice notes and I came to the conclusion that I actually graded him too high. I mean, he was at practice when he throw a screen pass, the ball would just loop. I mean, it was like me throwing it. He had no <laughs> arm. There's a reason why he didn't play. But the lesson to be learned is he committed himself. He got himself strong. He became a maniacal worker. You know, a lot of guys say it. Oh, as a gym, right? He lived it and he has lived it. That's the toughest part, right? It you is. don't know who's going to have that. It is. Uh, I mean, and who's you, not right. <clears throat> well, that's right. And the thing is, is, you know, he spent four years at Michigan and my, my whole point is, and you know, Tom, maybe take offense to this, but he sure didn't distinguish himself there. 
He, he wasn't a maniacal worker there. He couldn't beat out Drew Henson there. And it wasn't because now he did play a little bit. And when he did play a few games, including the bowl game against Alabama, he did a good job. Yeah. But man, he just, he wasn't like the first guy in the last guy out at Michigan. Just, you know, he, it may be that, that slight inspired him, whatever it is, mm, it's a yeah. lesson that whatever is going to make you great. So he's become great, but it's also important to know that he was in a good situation and with all due respect, if he had gone to not to take a shot at anybody, the Detroit Lions, where they change yeah. coaches and administrators every two, three years, he, Tom Brady would be that guy that was a local guy from Michigan that never amounted to anything. I don't mean he would have done better than anybody has done at quarterback for, for the Lions, no doubt. Better but than Stafford? Would, it, uh, well, uh, I mean, he would have he would have been successful, and and you know they made playoffs a couple of times, but they're the Lions are not going to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, with just Tom Brady. Yeah. The reason why okay. Tom Brady was successful is because of Tom Brady, is because of Bill Belichick. Yes, the whole hot take shows that say, well, who's better? Yeah, you want to just say you dumb, you know what? It, <laughs> it's the whole point. There is yeah. no more important. It's the collaborative effort. It's just like this. He goes to Tampa. That's a good choice, a good team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, if he went to Detroit last year, do you think Detroit went to Super yeah. Bowl? Of well, it's not. funny. I, I thought the Chargers made a lot of sense. I thought they were a ready-made team. And him not picking the Chargers worked out great because they ended up getting Justin Herbert. And that's kind of a guy, like, I got to ask you, Chris, like, you look at Herbert in college at Oregon, you're like, okay, big arm. But he didn't really show all the stuff he's shown. And a lot of that has to do with the offensive crystal ball. But would you say it's safe to say a lot of people missed on Justin Herbert? Because I think unequivocally, he's been better than Burrow and Tua. Yeah, I don't know that I would say he's been unequivocally better than Burrow, but I think he's got more physical skill. I think he's really, really good. I think he, I don't know, you know people missed or not. The bottom line is um, he was he was thought of, and I think incorrectly, but when you drill down into him as this quiet guy that wasn't going to command a room, very laid back, quiet guy that wonder, Oh boy, is this guy got the killer instinct in him? Well, he's got, he's got a little bit more in him than, than I think people knew. He's got great physical skills. Now he still makes a lot of mistakes. And, and again, how well he's successful will depend on, you know, that's been an inconsistent team. He's at times played really well. So the play around the quarterback is the most important, mm -hmm. but it's also the most dependent. Um, I think what Burrell's done with Cincinnati has been great. Um, you know, Tua hasn't been as good. Well, Tua's not as physically gifted, but the Dolphins, uh, you know, don't have an offensive line to protect them. And I mm -hmm. think that's one thing that with Slater, the Chargers have improved their line, a couple of positions. And the, the Bengals, even though they didn't draft, uh, a, uh, an offensive lineman, potential high this past year. Their offensive lines got better, and so I I do think that it is important mm -hmm. to understand that how well you play around a quarterback is pivotal. But I think both of them are really happy. I don't know that you could get the Chargers to trade Herbert for Burrow and vice versa with the Bengals. I think they're really good. Yeah. Um. I. I it, but. It, what is Herbert going to be? I mean, I, there's every bit you just threw out the name Stafford. Stafford has got tons of ability, yeah. but a lot of it is you play on a Lions team for years. <laughs> the defense is bad. You're always trailing in games. Well, of course you're going to throw a million interceptions. Yeah. The only chance you got is to come back. You can try to try to win. So it's how you play. And I've seen great quarterbacks. I've seen guys that are really, really good. I've seen Drew Brees have years where he throws a million interceptions. So I'll paint Manning do it. I mean, I've seen, you know, Philip Rivers, who's not great, but very good, did that. Well, I've also seen him be great because it's how you play collectively around the quarterback that I think so key. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. And Brady's, Brady's cultivated a lot of that leadership, and he's had, I think, really good coach around him, and now he's got a really good team in Tampa. So I think everyone's going to say it's all Brady. I would say it's a lot. Now, I don't think. Tampa wins it last year without Brady, but I don't think, as I said, like somebody like Detroit wins it if Brady's over there. So I, I just kind of push back on the, well, this guy's more important than that. that there's no hmm. such thing. It's okay. like a chain chain link. Well, you mean you just, 
you can't have a team if you don't have a team. You know, there's no, there's some, some things that are bigger priority because they're harder to find. Yeah. Finding a Brady's harder to find than even putting together all the talent that Tampa has. But as I said, you take, put Brady on a bad team. They're not, they're probably not going to the playoffs, much less the Super Bowl. But if you put Tampa with that same team with Jameis Winston, which we saw, yeah. they're not even going to the playoffs. Not going Brady, to play. Yeah. You put Brady on it and they win a Super Bowl. Super Bowl yeah. So that tells you Tom Brady's pretty doggone important. The yeah. players, players around him, pretty doggone important. So I know that's not a great, you know, uh, to fitting an argument because there's no, there's no right answer to that question in my view. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So I do a mock draft for Fox Sports, and they had me submit one yesterday. And again, we're far out there. Process has barely even started. You've been doing uh, the combine and the draft. Like, we're way early on this. But I'm curious where you are on quarterbacks for the 2022 draft, because I I think many would argue right now that nobody has distinguished themselves as the clear he's going to go number one overall, even though the Lions and the Texans badly need a quarterback. Who do you have number one right now? And I, I get that the process is still underway, but who do you have number one? Yeah, there, there's not anyone that's distinguished himself. Uh, there's a bit of a fallacy of this guy's moving up, draft board moving down. There's no such thing. Teams don't set their draft boards to the spring. So the, the biggest thing that people need to understand about evaluating any player, including quarterbacks, is that you have to – it's a process of studying them. And just because the season is pretty much over in college, it doesn't mean the tape stops because you can't look at every – play of every player during the course of the week as the season unfolds. It's because yeah. I like to say it's like running on a treadmill during the season. You can run, <laughs> but you're not going anywhere. Right. But when the season's over, it's like, you know, jogging in the park, you gain ground. So when you're done with all the film work in March and you get to the most important thing we just talked about studying the player, getting to know a player that's going to determine. So the way I have them, the way we do it in the league is you have preliminary grades on guys and you just stack them in areas, but, but it's a incomplete. It's right. just kind of like a, so it is not like previous years where you've got some clear guys. Trevor there's Lawrence. some guys, yeah. there's some guys that are, I think have a chance to be pretty good. There's mm-hmm. some things I like about them, but a lot more work to be done. There's yeah. really not, guys that uh, in the preliminary grades that I would have in the top half of the first round at quarterback. But I will tell you this, um, it doesn't matter right. when you're talking about quarterbacks, that's the most overvalued position. A lot of guys with what we call six, four grades, which are high second round value. If you're a six, four graded quarterback, which is second round value, you're going first round Yeah, because you have to, it's a, it's a supply and demand thing. So that is, this is going to be the year of, beware of taking the guy that looked great or looked really good, or maybe even great in college that has a lot of limitations, but due to the importance of the position and, and with the most recent CBA where you can get a fifth year on a guy Mm -hmm. at a real low contract value, as opposed to you're going to take Matt Ryan. You got to love Matt Ryan because you're going to pay Matt Ryan a ton of money. You take yeah. Sam Bradford. You better love him because you're going to be spending through the roof. Now, not the case. You can take him, you can groom him, and you can move on from him, or you can sign him yeah. to a long, to the second contract. Lamar. So, yeah. So you, well, you know, whatever. I mean, everybody's got to make a decision. The Browns have to make a decision on Baker. Yeah. Well, yeah. Day. No, I, I would say like the Lamar getting, I think he was the last pick or the 30th pick in the first round, I think the Ravens traded into the first yep. round to get him. And that was a genius move. You get that extra year, get the extra year to evaluate him and yeah. to make a decision. And you, other people are thinking the same thing and you don't want to, with the way the draft is situated, you don't want to go to bed and give other teams mm-hmm. an opportunity to work a trade for the number one pick in the second round. Yeah. The let, 30, let me, uh, 33rd uh, overall pick. Let me ask about this kid, Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. So, didn't distinguish himself for uh, for basically three years as a starter in Pittsburgh and then takes that extra COVID year and is a, is a Heisman finalist. He had 
thir- uh, 42 touchdowns this year after 38 I- in the last two and a half years. And all of a sudden, you know, he's turning 24 next June. So he's going to be a, an older, mature rookie. Is this guy similar to a Joe Burrow who could not get on the field in Ohio State, transfers to LSU, is like, okay, maybe a seventh-round guy, and then, boom, becomes a first-round pick because of that incredible year that he had. Is that too much for Kenny Pickett here? Well, he's not Joe Burrow, won't go number one, but he's a guy that is a, say, a better version of of Kirk Cousins coming out of Michigan State. Mm, That's not bad. Um, He's, uh, I think, got a good chance. Kurt went in the fourth round. Uh, same year that they, the Redskins took RG three that year. Then Redskins. Yeah. Um, I think Pickett will go higher for the reasons that we mentioned. Different. Is he a first? Somebody will probably take him in yes. the first, even though he's he's may not get a first round grade. That that's somebody's going to take him because of the need of the spot and for the reasons that we mentioned. He is, um, he he is very bright. I think Mark Whipple, uh, who's just left this week for Nebraska um, to take over their offense coordinator job, leaving Pitt did a great job with him. Mark's been around a long time. Kenny's got good field vision. I think he throws a good ball. He's very accurate. He gets the ball out on time. Um, and I think it's going to be a, a, a really good one. And he very well could be the number one quarterback coming off the board wow. where that is, you know, yeah. will depend, but that's, that's because there's not that elite guy that would yeah. normally go ahead of him. So everyone that you would put into that category is kind of, you know, as, as we like to say, um, you're going to have a, a first pick, a 10th pick, a 20th pick, but not every first pick or 10th pick is equal from year to year. Yeah. And so in this quarterback draft, the grades, um, they, in my mind at least, and again, I just said I'm not finished done, but, but likelihood is I probably won't have a 6'5 grade or higher amongst the quarterbacks, um, probably probably 6'4 is going to be the highest. But even though that's high second-round value, anybody with a 6'4 graded quarterback, we'll go Joe it. Flacco, any of those guys are all <laughs> going in the first round. So let me ask, Chris, uh, again, we're early December. Who do you have as your highest graded so far in the process? I don't have a highest grade. There's a Ooh. bunch of guys in clusters. There's just, you know, Pickett would probably be, in that group amongst them, hmm. but that probably, you know, throw him out there, but there is no highest grade. I mean, I think there's, you know, there's, when you know a little bit more about one than the other to this point, it's kind of unequal. So yeah, to say, to say he's definitively better than Matt Corral is a little bit unfair to either one of them, but I would say that, that Kenny would probably at least off of the film grading alone, probably just a tad better, but yeah. those two guys intrigue me the most among the guys with some of the intangibles, toughness, yeah. leadership skills that I think have a chance to be, you know, fairly decent starters in the league yeah. uh, at some point. I, I, I love Corral. The problem is we've seen him with Lane Kiffin, dynamic offense, smart, sharp, new stuff. You know, Chris, if he goes to the Houston Texans, the way that team is coached right now, it's going to be a disaster. You know, I feel, I'll feel bad for any quarterback who goes there. And I hope yeah. you don't have any friends there. Uh, but watching the Texans offense, they're like an expansion level team. Well, anybody that anybody that team. goes anybody that goes to Houston Texans, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going in Jacksonville struggling. That's yeah. the whole point. Um, so if you I mean, there's a reason why Mac Jones is so much better. <laughs> it's because he is very cerebral. And he's got a good team around him. Mm-hmm. Case in point of what we just talked about with Brady. So the whole, you can't, you can't downgrade a player because who he's going to go to. That's not scouting. That's yeah. just draft talk. Which yeah. is, um, so uh, it is, it's, it's the whole point is the problem there is the organization and the inability to put good talent. And, you know, I would make the case that none of these guys are going to really hit for them. They're in dire need of a quarterback, but they're in dire need of a football team around a quarterback. And you're right. Um, uh, Kenny Pickett, um, Tom Brady, deciding he wants to ride into the sunset with a cowboy hat and jeans uh, with the Houston Texans would not look good with the Houston Texans. Well, But the interesting thing is, like, for instance, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chris, uh, the infrastructure there is really good. The offensive coordinator, eh, we'll see. But the skill position players are awesome. I think whoever goes to Pittsburgh in the draft, assuming they don't go to Garoppolo and free agency, 
will have a better chance than say, um, yes. you know, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans uh, franchises where, you know, they're they're I don't want to be harsh, but they're just bad franchises. That's where well, players yes, go and their uh, careers uh, turn to crap. Of course. But that doesn't make the player better. That makes Correct. the situation better. Yeah, that's a difference. Yeah. So it's not like, well, this guy's not any good. And, you know, well, no, the player is the player. What he's graded is he's graded. How good he's going to be is going to be relative that to what's around him. So like Zach Wilson. Yeah. Zach Wilson. I'm a big Jets guy. Zach Wilson goes there. There's all this hype about him. Um, We know he can sling it. Good athlete, cerebral guy. And he's he's not playing great. Um, It didn't help that he started out the season against some of the best defenses or the best defensive coaches in the league. uh, Belichick. Um, But he struggled early. I'm not I'm not down on Zach Wilson at all. Where are you on him, you know, midway through his, his rookie season? Same thing. The guy, you build a team around him, he'll be very, very good as a starter. If you do what the Jets typically do, they'll be <laughs> they'll, they'll be talking about how bad he is, and they'll be redoing it again. Yeah. Uh, more quarterbacks get ruined in this league than get poorly drafted. It's how you develop them. That's what's really important. Um, a lot of guys are really talented and really capable, but – he just hit it. You know, the answer to the Zach Wilson question is less to do about Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. It has to do about the talent around. And now Sam Darnold would be the counter to that. Uh, a lot of people loved him in the traits coming out of USC. He goes to the Jets, Adam Gaze, blah, blah, blah. Um, then he goes to Carolina and they start 3-0. He's got Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator. He's got McCaffrey. And then the wheels fell off. Um, I don't. Where are you on Sam Darnold? Well, the, stage, the, the, the wheels fell off. Offensive line. Get injured. McCaffrey's out. The defensive yeah. line's bad. So the team's not as good around him. Um, I'm not saying that Sam Donald's an elite level, but we've seen Sam play well oh, yeah. or better when the team's around him. Not again, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers. I mean, we go on and on and on. Even the ones that we know are good, that we know are really, really good. Like, some that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame didn't have very productive years when the team around them wasn't as good. If yeah. you don't have a good defense, you're going to struggle at quarterback because you're going to constantly be behind and mm-hmm. you can't run your offense through the run game. You have to constantly play from behind. You're going to have a hard time. And then, you know, if you don't have weapons, you don't have protection. Well, look, if you don't have very good defense, you don't have good protection and people can tee off on you and all all they have to worry about is rushing the passer and defending the pass. You could be the best quarterback in the league and you can struggle. Patrick Mahomes is a, is a dynamite, you know, tremendous talent. Um, and, and we've seen him have a lot of success in the Super Bowl, the offensive line with all their injuries. He had no shot. It was just like, well, what happened to him? Well, gee whiz. He didn't take, you know, he just, he didn't wake up in a bad mood or anything. He just, the play around him. It's the biggest part of it. When you can, you know, learn this a lot from Bill Walsh. If a guy can do it and you see him do it and you see it fairly consistently, you know, for stretches, if he, now Bill always used to say, if a guy can do it, it's your job to coach him to do it all the time or mostly all the time. Some guys to me, not to disagree with the great Bill Walsh, but, Sometimes guys just have a, a day and a moment in a situation. But, but his point was, if you see a guy that's capable of doing it, quarterback, any other position, but specific to the quarterback spot, if you can do it, you know that you've got the guy. It's your job to give him every opportunity to do mm-hmm. it more consistently with coaching, with development, players around him. And the biggest factor, because people – love football, but very few understand it from a coaching and scouting standpoint, look at it and say, that quarterbacks are not any good. He threw all these picks. Look at the stats. They don't understand why the interception took place. What are the problems? They don't understand the protections. They don't understand route concepts. They don't understand what went wrong. And yes, the quarterback's going to get too much credit and too much blame, but that's why a lot of people get kind of put into the category mm-hmm. of they're a bust or they're a, they're the greatest of all yeah. time when, when they've just done it so quickly, it's anything in life in any po- profession. It's about consistency yeah. and doing it over time. But 
it's also the case in life. You usually have to have good people around you. Yeah. Because without it, you know, you know, some things are very individualistic, golf, tennis, but, but football is not that way. No. It is not that way, even for the very best. And so, um, you know, it's the, it's the thing that I've learned in almost 40 years in this business that sometimes things, a lot of times things are not what they appear yeah. to be. Um, I tell my son and daughter, you know, they're into sports. You're not going to be good until you're consistent. And the only way to get consistent is practice daily and work on everything. But uh, Chris, I'll wrap up with this. Baker Mayfield, one of the more controversial quarterbacks in the league. I'm curious, A, where you had him coming out and B, where you have him now after, what is this, three years in the league and he's looking for a big money extension? Pretty much how I had him coming out. I thought he had playmaking ability, but I thought he was very inconsistent with the ball, would force the ball a lot. I thought he could, again, extend plays, make plays, and he's done that. I think they've done a really good job with them. Kevin has, Stefanski has, with building a pretty good defense and a good running game. When the game has to go in his hands and he's more inclined to force it and make bad reads still. Um, some of that can be improved. Some of that is just the the aggressive nature of what he is. I, I think he can get a little better. He not somebody I'd be comfortable spending a ton of money on. What, what's the time? Put it out, uh, for, he, well, he's going to ask for 35 or yeah, or no, more. I mean that, that type of money would concern me. The issue is quarterbacks don't get paid for what they're worth. Quarterbacks players get paid for what are the other options if you don't sign? Yes. So the issue is he may not be worth it. It's the rising tide raises all ships. It's just, it's coaching salaries. It's player salaries. It's not about, well, this guy's this is not worth that. Um, worth it. What? No, his play may not be worth it, but what are the other, if you've got another option, then you take that other option. If you yeah, don't have that other option, <laughs> you end up saying, man, I, I don't know. That's a tough decision. Look, it is very easy to sit there and say in Kansas city and say, let's get this deal done. Yes. That's We're happy with that. <laughs> Not so easy in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, well, well and, let's, let's just quickly talk through it since we're here on, on the Browns of Baker. So Jimmy Garoppolo looks like he's going to get shoved out for Trey Lance and San Fran. I, I think that's a mistake, but it's, it looks like we're headed there. Do you see any other big name quarterbacks hitting the market in free agency? I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater excites you in the least. Nope. Um, it, no, they, no, they, there's not. And, and we just don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do and how he's going to do it. So uh, I don't know that that's worth discussing in the free agent. Yeah, and concept. is Aaron Rodgers going to want to go to Cleveland? Well, you know? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what Aaron's going to yeah. do. I don't even know if he's a free agent. But there is no one, because the minute I say there's no one worthy, people say, well, what about Aaron Rodgers? Well, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Um I, I don't know where he certainly would have his choice and we have a picket. It would be an unusual circumstance. It's kind of like, you know, along the lines of what Peyton was able to do. Peyton was coming off the neck injury. Drew Brees was coming off the shoulder injury. This would be, and I don't know that he's going to leave. I don't know that, that maybe that he might survive it and somebody else may leave green Bay. I, I don't know, but no, I don't expect that. And certainly Teddy Bridgewater, um, Teddy Bridgewater is a backup in this league that you can win with to a point, but yes. uh, you know, of the two, I mean, I'm not going to spend big money, but you're spending quite a bit of money for number two quarterbacks now. Yeah. So, you know, um, but Baker's going to get Baker's going to get a real heavy deal and, and the market dictates that. Mm -hmm. So somebody might pay it. Um, and it's, very how, about, how about this, Chris, Tw 25 for Garoppolo, 25 a year. And Baker says, I want 35. If you're Stefanski and you know your offense, which is primarily run, play action, do you need to spend that extra 10 mil on Baker? Could no. you get by with Garoppolo and then reinvest that money elsewhere? Maybe, I don't know, the secondary or, 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 or the defensive line? Yeah, I think you'd have to consider that personally. I wouldn't be that excited about Garoppolo personally, but I'd, mm. I'd be excited about saving $10 million. <laughs> uh, you know, that's about it. I mean, I I think they'd have a better chance on the upside of um, look. I mean, you know, Garoppolo is, is not the reason why that offense works in San Francisco. It's yeah. the run game. Um, it's also the reason why the Browns have gotten better, the run game. 
you know, but I do think of the two, Baker can make more plays consistently in the passing game off schedule. I don't know if it's worth an extra 10 million because yeah. I think he's going to make a lot of mistakes. But to your to your point, is it worth the extra 10 million? I, I'm not sure either one of them is worth what they're going to get on the market, which is why they get that money because exactly. there are not enough of them. It's it's like any form of business. It's supply demand. There's more demand than there is supply. And with the quarterback pool in this draft that we're just talking about, it makes these guys even richer because you start looking at the other options. You're thinking, you know what? We might have to bite the bullet and we might have to, with the increase in cap going forward, we might have to make a tough decision and we might make a decision and structure a contract where we can get out from under it two, three years yeah. from now, so that maybe you stick with a, a player of that ilk and maybe you can find someone to replace them. Look, the Niners, whether they have found them or not, their goal was in the past draft with Trey Lance to find the replacement. We'll see if they're right or not, but that's what they did. So they don't have to pay Garoppolo the money because they presumably have their guy. Now, whether they do or not, only time's going to tell, but that was the plan anyway. So they, they were in a position to do that. That's smarter on their part. We'll see if they were smart in making the decision yeah. that they made. All right. He is Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Great stuff. Check out his website. Follow him on social media. Chris, thanks a lot for the time, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Best of luck with your podcast. Sounds like it's going great. So yeah, thanks a lot for, for coming on. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Happy holidays to you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. 
The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good, good stuff from Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. You should check out his site. A little old school flavor. He's been around the block. I love the Belichick Saban stories. Those are gold. Gold, Jerry, gold. All right, let's get to NFL best bets for this weekend. Week 14. College football last weekend was incredible. 3-0-1, including Alabama getting points. Alabama on the money line. I, uh, I tried to tell you guys, don't go against Saban. Now, I have learned my lesson in the last two weeks in the NFL. I'm done. Done, I tell you. Done. Going against Belichick. They're on the bye this week. And I'm done trying to fade Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's just, I'm not doing it anymore. It's just not hazardous for my bankroll. And before we get to picks, I'm going to start with Survivor. And, you know, in hindsight, I probably should have saved Miami. I switched off Philly because of the change to Minshew. Dumb, because Minshew was fine. Uh, Miami covered for me. But next week is a great spot for Miami up against the Jets. This week, and again, I'm afraid to look at next week. That's how rough the board is. The games are super close. There are The only big spreads are teams that I've burned. But again, that's next week. We got to get through this week first. So this week, pretty obvious in Survivor. And again, large amount of money on the line. Apparently 82K to the winner. Um, there's still 25 people left. 2,500 entered right about there. Anyways, I could go Seattle, but on the road, eh. And one of the quirkiest stats is teams that have faced the Niners the following week or 1-11 could just be an oddity. Could be the Niners are tough and physical, even with all those backups. I don't love Seattle in this spot. I like him in a teaser, which I'll give out later. Tennessee, an obvious choice. I just they, they scare me, man. This team just so limited offensively, so many injuries. I probably could take Tennessee. I'm going to check because their schedule is easier. I'd like them way more with A.J. Brown. Ultimately, I'm going with the Denver Broncos. The, I don't know if you guys have seen the situation with the Lions, but they clearly partied like rock stars after getting their first win over the Vikings. Must have partied all Sunday, maybe Monday too, because half the team is sick and has the flu, including it looks like 11 starters missed practice Wednesday and Thursday. Goff, the quarterback, back at practice, which is always good. Um, but Jared Goff is going to be in cold weather, in the elements in Denver. And, um, you know, I, how his history says he has not done great outdoors, cold weather. There was a memorable Chicago, I think, Sunday night football game where the Rams were rolling, and they just absolutely, Goff melted. He was awful. Uh, I don't know if the stats in front of me, but cold weather, Jared Goff, it's just not good. So I'm looking Sunday, no real wind, high of 58, low of 29. Um, the game is in the, let's see, I think it's late afternoon. So it'll probably be in the 30s by the fourth quarter. Um I just there I don't think there's any way possible Detroit wins this game off winning their Super Bowl between the illnesses, the regression to the mean after the big cover. And I think I guys have I've told you guys this. Like teams that cover the spread one week versus teams that did not cover the spread is 71% this season. Last week it was 4 and 1. Okay? Detroit covered last week. Denver did not. So I'm taking Denver for sure in Survivor. And listen, if Teddy Bridgewater gets ruled out Saturday, I'll have to give it some thought because Drew Locke is awful. But I guess my backup would be Tennessee. I, I, I don't know. I'm considering the Saints as like a dire option only because they, it looks like they're getting Kamara, two offensive line starters back. And I don't know what's going on with the Jets. Elijah Moore looks like he's hurt. Not good for my fantasy team, but I digress. Let me start with the teasers because... You know, there's some really good teaser options. I mean, you got Seattle is in almost all my teasers, uh, down to one, one and a half against Houston. Davis Mills starting for the Texans. Looks like the rest of the season, and he's quite bad. Uh, Seattle, no Jamal Adams. He's done for the year. That being said, I, I, I there's no scenario where Seattle loses this game, right? I mean, I could see it being close, maybe a field goal, but that's why you tease it. So I like Seattle in all my teasers. I like Tennessee, as we talked about, against Jacksonville. I could see Tennessee really struggling with this one, but they had their clunker. They had their bye week. It looks like Julio Jones is probably going to be a go. I can Jacksonville sounds like they packed it in. And did you see the Trevor Lawrence quotes? Uh, it doesn't sound like he's happy that they keep pulling Robinson in and out of the lineup. It's been a rough year for Urban Meyer. So um, I, I tease Tennessee. I think you toss a 
uh, the Saints in a teaser against the Jets. You guys know I'm a Jets fan. Not a great spot for them. Last week, I thought they could have showed well, and they did for a half. But again, Sean Payton, really strong coach. I, I, I think you have to have the Saints in teasers. And lastly, you got to have the Chiefs in teasers. Uh, I'm not taking the Chiefs straight up, but I mean, these, these are all really strong teaser legs. Um, I guess from a straight-up perspective, games that I've already uh, taken, I got the Cowboys. I, I don't see the case for Washington. I could go long on you, but like, if you look at this hot four-game win streak for Washington, yes, the win over Tampa was good, but Brady had two early picks, and they basically got the ball in plus territory and were able to capitalize. Look at the other wins. Carolina Panthers, Cam's first start, come on. Come on, you've seen, Cam got benched the following week. I couldn't throw the ball. They had a two-minute drill with a chance to come back. And it's like, Cam's like, I don't know the plays. I just got here, you know? And then they beat Seattle, where the Seahawks were still getting healthy. And they had looked bad for a long, several weeks, even with Russ returning early. And then last week, they get the Raiders, who did not have Waller, don't have Ruggs. It was basically Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr, and they lost Kenyon Drake in the middle of the game. Broken ankle. So it's like, Washington has not seen an offense like Gallup and Lamb and Cooper, and they're all healthy. Now, Tony Pollard doesn't look like he's a go. He's been he's got some foot thing, plantar fasciitis. But the defense may get Gregory back. Lawrence was on like a pitch count last week. He's looks like he's gonna be back fully. Parsons, I, I like I like Dallas here. Um they're the class of that division. I I think Dallas, you know, 34 20, something like that. Um I I for sure Dallas is one of my sides. In the contest, I'm also going to lay it with Cleveland. Unfortunately, it's three in the contest. There's two and a halves out there. But Ravens, just not ideal right now. Um, the cornerback injuries, the struggling offense. Lamar Jackson's been sacked more than any quarterback in the league. He's kind of regressed his last five weeks. He's not looked good at all. So I'm on Cleveland. And I'm on the Niners, actually significantly big. Uh, Joe Burrow hasn't really practiced this week due to the hand injury. There is some chatter that maybe it's more serious. And listen, I know that um, you know, you got the reporters like Rap, Rap Sheed and Schefter. They report what information they get. They're not getting the information that pro betters get. You know, guys who are putting six figures on games, $100,000, $200,000 on games, they're getting the best information. And that's why this line moved from Bengals two and a half at the open to now Niners one and a half. Now, there's been no public news, but somebody knows something. And I'm on the Niners here. I, I, I like that spot for them. And the last one, as much as I want to take Arizona against the Rams, I'm not taking it because I, I kind of like the Rams in this spot, but I'm, not, I'm done going against Arizona. They've, they've killed me this year. The final, the final game that I like, I'm going to go. Are you guys ready for this? The Buffalo Bills. Yes, I just had the Monday night. It was a tough loss. Every square gambler I know is on Tampa Bay here. Everyone. Remember I told you the strategy? Yeah, just ask a bunch of guys who aren't really sophisticated gamblers, don't bet big money. Who do they like? Everybody likes Tampa. Well, I mean, that Tampa secondary has been beat up. They've been taken through the woodshed by Dak, who had like 58 pass attempts, and um, Jameis Winston before he got hurt threw the ball a ton with success. Trevor Simeon came in and passed it all over him. Tampa, I mean, Carson Wentz had a good game against them until the turnovers happened. And I think Josh Allen has a lot of success in this one. I do think we'll miss Tredavious White in the secondary because, you know, Tampa's going to have its way. Uh, Milano against Gronk will be fun. But overall, I think Buffalo can certainly hang here. I don't expect them to win. But if I can get the three and a half, and it's three and a half in the contest almost everywhere else, I I'm taking it. Buffalo is a, a bit of a square play. So I've been on Buffalo getting three and a half. Um, the teasers I mentioned, I like Dallas a lot. I like Cleveland a lot. The other one I kind of like is Atlanta at three, not two and a half as much. Uh, but those are those are mine this weekend. Hope it's a profitable weekend. Everybody have a safe one. We'll talk to you Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.